You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 344 of Podcateers. This week, we talk about the experience one of us had with the COVID vaccine, a great announcement regarding the Muppets. We talk about Marvel Legends and WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Plus, we give our thoughts on Disney's announcement that they're getting rid of the annual pass program. We'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we talk about in this episode. You can join the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just search for Podcateers, or you can join us on our new Discord server. You'll find the link to join us on Discord in the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 344. Before we jump into the episode, we'd like to send a special thank you to the FGP Squad, aka our podcast Fairy Godparents, because it's their monthly support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. Uh, it's been really fun being able to connect with members of the FGP Squad during these calls, and we've gotten a chance to play games and just chat and discuss things that we talk about on the podcast. Uh, it's been super fun, and I've really appreciated the time that I've had to to connect with everybody so if you want the opportunity to do the same head over to podcateers.com fgp for a little more information about what the fgp squad is how you can sign up and a link to patreon in case you want to join the fgp squad family and of course uh, as always a very special thank you goes out to the members of the fgp squad for their continued support so that's it. It's a really quick intro again. Uh, we're going to get this podcast started. Here is episode 344 of Podcateers. Yeah. That's good news. How's your week so far, by the way? You know what? Not bad. Not That's bad. Good. I think I'm readjusted. I got a sleep pattern. I got energy. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, because <laughs> you went back to school this week. So I was wondering how your long nights of crafting and creating all those awesome little things oh. you make, you know, was going to be affected by that. Oh, I'm learning. I'm still learning, like how to set time aside for that because yeah that took a hit obviously i'm not (laughs) instagram as much so um yeah it's just learning how to do that kind of a balance yeah all's good that's good it's been um i don't know it's been a a crazy week for me it's been fun a lot of it you know we did Mm -hmm. the fgp call uh, a couple of days ago and uh, it was just another fun night you know, we had a lot of yeah. people join us again, and we played some more Jackbox games. And, uh, you know, the the FGP calls are fun because, one, they've allowed us to connect with a lot of the members of the FGP squad on mm-hmm. a level that I think we would normally do while in the parks, right? Yeah. And because we can't be in the parks, you know, we let loose a little bit more. They... I mean, we talk about how the podcast is very G-rated, maybe PG mm-hmm. at times. Uh, very rarely does it skew into PG-13. But the calls, they take an adult tone, and they take an they adult do. tone fast. 
But, you know, <laughs> I, it's, I mean, it's just so fun. I, I'm thankful for all of the members of the FGP squad and for the opportunity to get a chance to hang out with them. I will say, yeah. though, that uh, one thing that I have noticed is that uh, I've gotten messages and notes from other members of the FGP squad that can't make it at the time that we normally have it. So uh, I know that we've talked about this and uh, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to start doing uh, like alternating times where like one month okay. it's at the at, in, in the evening, another month it's during the daytime, you know, or in the morning or something. Or maybe we have a second one during the month where it's earlier or we have like a different stream. That way more people can participate because if you're working at that time, obviously yeah. you're not going to not work just to be on a phone call with us or on a Zoom call with us. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't yeah. blame you. No, so, totally. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to try to find a way to accommodate uh, as many as possible because they they get fun, you know? And They do. Uh, it's it's the same, but it's different every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it to me, it kind of feels like it's growing more and more, which becomes just a bigger, like, family. Yeah. And it's just fun. It's, it is. Yeah, and it is going to force me to find other things for us to do in the group because uh, a lot of the games that we play are eight players. And yeah. some of those have the audience function where you're able to still interact with the game, which is cool. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I started thinking about it after the call. I, you know, if, if we're growing, we're going to be limited to a couple of games. I think one of them has the ability to allow up to 100 people to play. But oh, wow. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's fine. It's a it's a good problem to have. Uh, the yeah. calls are super fun. And uh, I'm, I, I always look forward to them. I'm looking forward to next month as well. Maybe we'll play a couple different games, but we'll see. We'll let everybody we'll decide see. on the call. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one thing that I had a chance to talk about on the call was that I got the COVID yeah, vaccine. That's awesome. Yeah. It it was offered to a lot of us at work. And as soon as I got the email, I jumped on the opportunity. You know, I knew Good. this was something that I wanted. You know, I wanted to make sure that I was going to be okay for myself for my family as best as possible and just for humankind <laughs> you know yeah um going into the vaccine i also knew that there was a possibility of problems you know some side effects mm -hmm. and stuff because they're still in the process of trying to figure out how it affects certain people and why right and, and everything and uh on i took it thursday i think yeah, Thursday is when I took it. I ended up posting it, I think, a day later. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw the post uh, in my Instagram story. But I posted it the day after because uh, when I went to take it on Thursday, it was probably around 3 o'clock when I took it. And then they held me there because I have allergies. And so they ah. said that if you have any type of allergy, they want to hold you there. And depending on the type of allergy that you have, they hold you anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. And so they held me okay. there for about an hour trying to figure out if everything was going to be okay, which is fine. I mean, I'd, I'd rather something happen to me while I'm in front of doctors than while I'm driving home, right? Exactly. So uh, I'm sitting there, and it was kind of nice because a lot of my coworkers 
whom I hadn't seen in a year now, basically, were there. Yeah. And we were all kind of waiting and, you know, they were being held for the same reason. So it was really nice to catch up with some of them. Even if we were yelling across the room at each other in some cases, <laughs> annoying the hell out of other people that were there. So to those people, I'm sorry, but I miss my people. And you were excited. I was, I was. So I waited my hour, everything was good. And I was driving home and I just started to feel like I was kind of tired. Like I just, okay. I just felt like if you go on a long walk or if you go for a jog or something, all of a sudden, you know, you, you get that feeling like you have that burst of energy, but then you mm -hmm. feel the fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I was feeling. I was kind of feeling fatigued a bit. And as the afternoon progressed, I got more and more tired to the point where around 8.30, 9 o'clock, we were wrapping up dinner and we had to clean up the kitchen and everything. And we were sitting down. We were getting ready to sit down to just watch some, uh, some TV or a movie or something. And I noticed like my body was kind of achy. Like I was tired and I was achy, almost like when you're catching a cold, right? You, you get okay. that feeling like your body just doesn't feel right. Right. And I knew that was one of the symptoms. I knew that they gave me this paper that said, you know, the side effects could include muscle aches and joint pains and nausea and all sorts of things. Right. Fatigue was one of them. Right. Headache, chills, all that stuff. So I thought, OK, well, this just means that it's working. It's fine. You know, th this will be OK. And I, I was expecting it to be about the same as when I get the regular flu shot, because when I get the flu shot, I tend to kind of feel sick for a few hours, but never mm -hmm. more than that. Like I never get the the flu the next day or for two days or anything like that. So I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow morning and everything's going to be fine. So that's cool. So uh, Friday morning, I get up and uh, I'm feeling achy, but more achy than the day before. Just I'm like, ah. I now I'm kind of feeling like, okay, yeah, it got me. You know, it, I'm, okay. I'm going to spend the next day feeling like I'm going to catch cold or whatever. Uh, I mm -hmm. took some Tylenol and I was able to get through the day. No problem. The next right. day, Saturday, I still felt achy, but I started to feel different pain, like a more like stabbing pain, like in my back. And like it, it, it was hurting a lot more. But not to the point where I couldn't take some Tylenol and just get through the day. And I thought, okay, well, oh, that's wow. interesting. That's a couple days in. I thought it would it would have gone away already. But I didn't have soreness where they where I got the shot or anything. I didn't have redness. I didn't have any of that stuff. Just the pain, right? Uh -huh. I didn't have a headache either. I didn't have the chills. Didn't have a headache. Didn't have any of the other symptoms. Uh, Sunday rolls around and I'm kind of feeling the same like I was on Saturday. It wasn't worse on Sunday, but I still kind of felt like I did on Saturday. And I thought, right. wow, that's three days now. Like, okay, cool. I, I guess if I don't show any other symptoms, I guess I'm still okay. Check myself, you know, 98.6 or something, whatever my, my temperature was. I didn't have a fever. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, all right, well. I'll just keep trekking through, you know, it's probably yeah. just part of what's happening. Monday rolls around, though, and I woke up feeling uh, the joke. I, I sent a message to you and my brother and a couple other people. I, I said, for all you wrestling fans out there, I felt like I entered number one in the Royal Rumble and made it all the way through 28 other people. 
<laughs> only to get thrown out by number 29 surprise entrant John Cena. I <laughs> yeah. honestly felt like I had my tushy handed to me on multiple occasions that day. I yeah. could barely move. I couldn't move my neck. Like I had this intense pain in my neck and my shoulder in my back. And I, I wanted to lay down, but I couldn't. Like, I had to work. And I mm, yeah. after a while, I told my boss and I told a couple of other people that I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue working that day because of how bad I was feeling. And at one point, it even prompted a couple of people to say, you know, maybe you should go see your doctor because maybe it's not normal that you're feeling like this. I, I didn't want to go to the doctor because I didn't have like any of the symptoms that should raise concern, you know, right. like the aches and pains I know are part of it. I checked my temperature right. uh, on Monday and I did have a temperature of 99 degrees all day, but it never got over a hundred. It was 99. I checked it every hour, but I was drinking a lot of water. I was, you know, drinking Tylenol and stuff to try to keep everything at bay. And, the one thing that did worry me was that I was taking enough Tylenol and the pain just wasn't going away. Like I just, I Ugh. felt it, you know, and yeah. I, it's very rare that I have to take that much medication for pain. And this time around, I was just like, okay, I, I, I don't know. And I'm just going to have to go to sleep or something so that I'm not thinking about it. And ultimately uh, I got through my work day uh, I was supposed to record with our pals over from Effia Disney, and uh, I couldn't. I, I I just all of a sudden I just felt like I was falling asleep, and no matter what I did to try to stay awake, like I just felt like mm -hmm. I was like knocking out where I was sitting. <clears throat> we ended up having to reschedule this recording a couple of times, and yeah, it, it was the strangest thing. Like I woke up today; it's now Tuesday. And I woke up today feeling better than I did yesterday, but I'm still achy. But it's nothing compared to how I felt yesterday. Like, honestly, yesterday I could barely move. Today oh, wow. I was able to function and I was able to do all the stuff that I normally do. But, I, I mean, I don't know exactly why I felt it like that or, you know, what the reasoning behind it is. Uh, right. I, I'll have to talk to my doctor about it, but... My theory is, uh, and this was after speaking to my wife about it and my brother and, you know, just conversations that I had with people, that mm -hmm. the theory is that because of my pre-existing conditions, my body's immune system's technically already in overdrive. And right. by introducing this new factor into it, it kind of threw it into warp speed and my body was like, what's going on right now? You know, and it didn't know how to react. So um, I, that's the best description and the best thing that I could think about as to why I felt like that. And I'm hoping that tomorrow I wake up and I feel better than I did today because you sound better for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I definitely do feel better. Uh, but I, I am concerned <laughs> about the second dosage, though, because Everyone that's taken the second dose says, yeah, man, that second one hurts way more than the first one. And I definitely felt like I got sick after the second one. So I'm thinking, man, 
if this is how I felt after the first one, what am I going to feel after the second one? Well, I mean, it's just your body learning a brand new thing, like brand new math. And our body and our brain is like, what is this? So we're learning. But you know what? Um, You're one step closer to being a whole lot more safer. And that's true. That's the best way to, to, to look at it is you're... You're halfway there. You're halfway there. Yeah. You could go the distance. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will find my way. I can go the distance. I'll be there someday if I can be strong. And I need to be strong because, man, it hurt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not the next part of the song, but that's how I felt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess to wrap everything up. If you were thinking about taking the the vaccine, take it. It's only there to help you. It's going to help you, your family, and other people, depending on your body. You know, you may experience some symptoms that are worse than other people. But I just keep telling myself, you know, the alternative is worse. You know? Oh, and yeah. I've done my best this entire year to take care of myself in order to take care of the other people that I care about. And, you know, we haven't gone out. We haven't like, I, there was a, a point all of last year where I didn't see my parents for the majority of the year. Yeah. You know? same. And even now we're still staying away from each other. It's almost a year. Mm-hmm. Anytime that we've had the opportunity to interact with family and friends, it's, you know, we, we see each other on a porch and then we drop something off and then we walk 10 feet back and and that's how we live. I remember when our friend Jill came into town, mm-hmm. I went to go drop something off for her and I put it on the stairs right in front of the door and then I walked mm-hmm. back into the street and then she says, well, uh, are you going to say hi? I'm like, yeah, I'm good right over here. She's like, you know, you can get closer, right? They recommend six feet. I was like, I'm good. 30's good for me. <laughs> you know, and then she started laughing. But uh, that's kind of how I've treated everything. I know that for some people it's overkill. And then I and I know some people feel much more comfortable getting closer to other people. But I know where I am in my life. I know yeah. the things that are wrong with me. And I just don't want to risk it. You know? So, I, I, I totally understand. So... There's that. But yeah, uh, if you have the opportunity, I definitely recommend taking it. Uh, in case you're wondering, I took the Pfizer vaccine. I, I know that there's been news articles over the last week about the Moderna vaccine causing some allergic reactions in people. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what caused it. I don't know if it was a bad batch. I haven't read enough about it. But just do your research. Uh, I know that there's always going to be people that have some kind of reaction to it. Maybe what I was experiencing was some sort of allergic reaction, but it was delayed because, you know, of other things in my body. But when you think about the millions of people that have already received it and have had no other reactions to it, try to keep that into perspective as well. Yes, there are a handful of people that are having an adverse reaction to it and be cautious about that. Be open with your care facilitators about what's wrong with you, what you've been feeling, 
and they'll make the call for you and they may even say yeah you should get it sooner than other people and they may put you in a tier that will allow you to get it faster uh, and then there's going to be places like Disneyland or Petco Park or Dodger Stadium or these super pod places where you can just go stand in a line and you can get it if it's available to you. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It's weird to say that I'm looking forward to the next one because I'm looking forward to getting kind of back to that place of normalcy. So anyway... That's what happened. Definitely go out and get vaccinated for uh, COVID-19. It's been a crazy, crazy year. And anything that we can do to keep protecting ourselves and get past all of this is definitely something that we want to do. Again, thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad that heard me talk about this on Saturday during our happy hour call. Uh, Again, it was super, super fun. Uh, I didn't talk about it this long on the call. At least I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we went straight to games. Yeah, uh, this was definitely way (laughs) more detail than even some of my family members have heard. But I'm definitely looking forward to next month's call. And uh, if you uh, want more information on how you can become part of the FGP squad family, you can head over to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. You'll find info about what it is, some of our members, some of the members of the FGP squad, and a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up. Uh, So again, thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. We truly appreciate it. Uh, hey Mel. What's up? The Muppets are coming to Disney Plus. Insert flailing arms, Kermit. Right, right here. <laughs> the first thing I heard, I thought about, was actually, I I need to know what Gavin thought. Oh, I know. That, that was the first thing. I was like, oh my gosh, he has to be excited because they heard him. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, this is something that we've been talking about even before the launch of Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know yeah. that when we had kind of our wish list of things that we would love to see, we truly felt that the power of Disney+, Plus would lie in all of the old programming that they have in the archive. Their old films, their old yeah. TV shows. You know, they have this insane library of content and... The acquisition of Fox only made that library larger. So mm-hmm. uh, these classic shows, you know, Muppet Show was certainly one that we were looking forward to eventually having. I'm looking forward to having Fraggle Rock on there. Uh, that is that yeah. has not been announced, but I'd love to see it. One day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe they've been holding off on it because their plan was to release like a new show every month to keep people coming back. This mm-hmm. month they they released WandaVision, they had Marvel Legends which we'll be talking about in just a moment. But maybe that was the plan. Maybe they wanted to spread it out over time. Maybe. And if that's the case, cool, but maybe they should release a calendar to alert people what things are coming so that people have something to look forward to 
You know, there's a lot of times where Disney wants to be super secretive and they want to just drop this, you know, amazing piece of news where, bam, all of a sudden this is happening, which is cool. You know, and it would that was definitely the shock factor that we got when they announced that the Muppets were coming to Disney Plus February 19th exclusively on Disney Plus, by the way, hashtag not an ad. But, you know, how about all the people that maybe are not Marvel fans and weren't looking forward to WandaVision? And then a week ago, they were like, eh, I don't want to see anything else. You know, I've been waiting for the Muppets and they canceled Disney Plus. Right. Right. Disney Plus is certainly a service that they have to keep growing and they have to keep putting stuff up that people want to watch because as of right now, Disney Plus is one of their main revenue streams outside of Walt Disney World. Yeah. You know, it's not anywhere near breaking even, you know, to where they want it to be. They're a bit ahead according to the last call. Right. But they're not at a point where this is sustaining itself, you know, so they have to bring more people in and not keep losing subscribers because I know that they have lost some subscribers in the last month or so. So I wonder like if they were to give us like a sneak peek or um, like a little list of what is coming up, I mean, would a month be okay or would it be like maybe three months in advance? Like, I'm wondering if they were to do that, like, what would be the good time frame to, like, drop news? You you pose a good question. I mean, how often do you want to spill what you have coming mm-hmm. when it's a service like this? I don't know, maybe 90 days minimum. Okay. Six months in advance, I think, would be ideal because it kind of gives you an opportunity to plan out. You know, maybe your your watching habits. I don't know if people do that, but I certainly try to because I very rarely sit down to watch TV. If ever I'm I'm watching something, yeah. it's more listening to something in the background. There are exceptions to that, like The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I made it a point to set at least an hour where I had, we only have one TV in our house, you know? So I made it a point to make sure that TV was available for me to watch the Mandalorian. WandaVision was the same thing. Yeah. You know, I made sure that I set the time to watch this and I got lucky that the episodes are shorter, but also Marvel. Come on. Why are the episodes so damn short? Make them longer. (laughs) I'm just saying. Just anyway, talk about that in a bit. But, yeah, I I think a minimum of 90 days, you know, three months out would be a good time frame for them to say, hey, here's what's coming in the next 90 days or in the next three months. And then you can get psyched. Yeah. You know, and then we can we can keep doing what Disney likes or may not like spreading it for them on social media. You know, the free advertising that they get from everyone else talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, you know, let us know how you feel about it. If you could get some kind of calendar of events, of things that are going to be coming up on Disney+, Plus, how often would you like to see something like that? Do you think it would make a difference if they did it every month, every three months, every six months? Uh, because I know we get teasers now, and... At some point, we also get, hey, coming in 2021 or 2022, WandaVision and the Winter Soldier and all this other stuff. 
but we never have actual dates of launch. Mm-hmm. Right. And if it's new things like that, I get it. You know, the pandemic itself made it difficult to film TV shows to get things done. But when it's classic television, like The Muppet Show, for instance, put it on the schedule. Why do you have to delay it? There's yeah. no production to delay. You know, maybe we have like a hard date for classic stuff. And maybe we have uh, like a soft release date for things like WandaVision and, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe they could work it that way. But uh, join the conversation. Let us know what you feel. Uh, you can join us over on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. You can join us on the Discord server, and we can talk about it there. The Discord server has been uh, – it, it's had a lot more uh, conversation been, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been pretty active. And yeah, I'm liking mm-hmm. it. We had a lot of really great conversations, especially when the AP cancellation happened, which we will talk about shortly. But yeah, if you haven't joined us on Discord, uh, the invitation is over in the blog post for the episode, podcateers.com slash 344. Scroll down and you'll see it. Just click on the link. It'll open it up for you and just enter your information and you'll be able to join our server. It's been pretty fun. Um, so since we're talking about um, Disney Plus and, and new shows... Did you get a chance to watch Marvel Legends? Yes. Okay. So Marvel Legends, they released the week before WandaVision. Correct. It's been a couple weeks now. And when they released it and they announced it, I did you have some sort of expectation about what to expect for that? Honestly, no. I didn't. I um I wanted to get into this with just an open mind and see where this goes. Just like in a, you know, I, I just want to see what it is. Pretty much just that. You know, when I first heard about it, I don't know why, but in my head, I was imagining like some narrator. I don't know. I felt like it was going to be a character history, not just in the MCU, but introducing you to other things from the comic books. Oh, okay. To kind of catch you up with where the character is how they got there, why they are, how they are, mainly because, you know, phase four is going to be so much different than what the Infinity Saga was. The Infinity Saga, although they had these great characters and they were able to develop them, there's a lot of things about the Marvel Universe in general. Like, there's a lot of crossovers between X-Men and Avengers and all these storylines that really depend on that crossing over. In in the Infinity Saga, they, they really couldn't talk about that. Like, right. they had to hint at the mutants. They had to hint at other characters because since Fox owned them, they didn't want to get sued. You know, right. they, they had to be super vague and they had to... You know, do everything that they could to use what they had available to them. So I felt that Marvel Legends was a great opportunity for them to start with that backstory and really get into it. And when I thought, okay, so they're starting with Wanda and they're giving us vision. This is great because it allows us to get into these older comics and why Wanda is the way she is. And, you know, Wanda is one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel universe, even more than Captain Marvel. And now we're finally going to get to hear those stories. 
And what they gave us was a recap of the films. It was a clip show. I agree. I That's my one thing that I agree about is I, I went in thinking it was going to be something exactly what you're saying. I'm going to learn some more details. And because I'm not, I am not as, n I don't have the knowledge that you do. Put it that way. So I thought I was going to learn a little bit more. And yeah, it kind of looked like a recap, maybe to kind of hype up the show, perhaps, which I didn't think they needed that. But um, yeah, I, I was kind of like, okay, cool. I'm just excited to see the show, but it didn't really show me anything different that I already knew. I hate to say yeah. that I'm disappointed with it because, I mean, it was cool to see everything, you know, in clip form like that. Mm -hmm. But sadly, I was a little disappointed in what they brought us because I really felt that it was a really great opportunity to give us more information. Yeah. Uh, I at this point I'm pretty sure that all of them are filmed and they're not really going to change any of them, but it's uh it's still something that I think they should do. They should dedicate an entire kind of like they did with Pixar, right? But instead of like with an animator, do it with one of the characters, especially the characters that we're gonna begin to see in phase four. I wonder I just had an idea or I just had a question in my head. What if this was geared towards someone who's never seen any of the Marvel movies? <clears throat> oh, it definitely was. That's what I'm... It, I, I didn't yeah, think about 100%. it like, until right now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's what it was geared towards. But what I'm saying is that they could have done it in such a way where they could have integrated the clips from the film, mm -hmm. but still giving you a little bit of background as to, you know who she is and who her parents possibly are. Right. And, you know, because, I, I mean, I, this is a, a great time to just start talking about WandaVision as well. Uh, if you haven't seen WandaVision, uh, you may want to pause the episode and then come back to it after you've had a chance to watch the episodes because I will be talking about some things that are kind of spoilery. So I'm going to give you a moment. This is your moment. One last chance. Okay, here we go. All right. So in WandaVision, you know, we first of all, your thoughts on WandaVision. Very familiar. Just the familiarity. Ooh, is that a word? Did I just make up <laughs> a word? It's you just, know what? I'll I'll take it. It's fine. It remind oh boy. Okay, we're going to spoilers. I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna stop myself. No, we already said, yeah, we're doing spoilers, it's, so it's all good. It gave me I love Lucy vibes. And but in a way, it gave me like there's there was so much to see and so many little things in between that it kind of made it kooky. But like something was wrong, but it was such a perfect world and this and that. And there's that little twitch that you see. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I want to see more because it just yeah, it's. Okay, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm i not going to say that it's super amazing because oh, yeah, obviously no. I don't know how it turns out yet. Right. Right? I want to reserve how I fully feel until I've seen every episode. But so far what we've seen, oh, man, I dig it so much. I Yeah. I can't wait to watch more of this show. One of the biggest things that I'm excited about is 
uh, and I'm actually not the first person to talk about this, but Wanda was a really big part of uh, a couple of huge Avengers and X-Men series back in the early 2000s. And it started off with a series called Excalibur. And then from there, it went on to something called House of M. House of M was this huge changing point in the Marvel Universe because in that series, uh, so I'm going to spoil the series, but you should still go back and read it. Uh, At the end, Wanda says, no more mutants. And like 90% of the mutant population ceases to exist. People that had mutant powers no longer have them. And it's been like there's always been these events in Marvel in the comics or the graphic novels that shape the way that characters act for years and years to come. Like the Civil War series was an example of something that changed the face of Marvel. But House of M, like 10, 15 years later, they're still trying to fix the things that happened in House of M. Ah, right? okay. And uh, it wasn't until, mm, which one was it? I don't remember which one it was, but uh, there was a point where Wanda finally comes back out of this fake reality that she's in in order to help the Avengers beat Doctor Doom. I think it was like Children's Crusade or something like that. I don't remember exactly. But what ends up happening is during during this like entire series from like uh, spanning back to uh, Disassembled to House of M and kind of what came after is Wanda is found to be way too powerful. They can't control her. Professor X Mm -hmm. gets the X-Men and the Avengers together and says, look, we got to do something about Wanda. We got to kill her. And they decide, okay, we're just going to have to kill her, right? Mm -hmm. And so they go after her, but then she does this, like, no more mutants thing. And so most of the mutants are gone, and it causes this whole rift in reality, And what Doctor Strange does is he puts her in a trance and kind of encapsulates her in her own world where she can't hurt anybody. Right? Ah, Sound familiar now? Okay. So in, in WandaVision, we're either seeing the before everything blows up. Yeah. Or we're seeing the after of Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse movie that's going to come out, and we're seeing him already trap Wanda, right? Uh-huh. So we don't know where this falls in the timeline. We know that it's happening after the events of Infinity War, right. and we know that it's happening after Endgame, but we don't know exactly how long after or um, when exactly it falls in comparison to the the new Doctor Strange film. So the entire plot of House of M is already starting to play out in the MCU as we know it. Uh, so yeah, WandaVision definitely 
is going to begin the story arc for House of M. It it isn't something that that I feel is new. I think a lot of people have been speculating this for quite some time because they they follow the story arc in the comics. Uh, in the comics, Magneto is one of Wanda's parents. Uh, oh. and, and I say one of because throughout you know throughout time there's been several people that have been known to be Wanda's mom and dad uh-huh. and depending on who was writing that particular story it may have changed oh, okay but at one point Magneto was Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's dad you know and in House of M uh House of M is House of Magneto that's what it stands for um and like they're standing with him like she basically distorts reality so that he's the ruler of the world anybody that has any type of power lives in this utopian world where they're not being hunted by the government they have everything that they've ever wanted they're all leaving they're all leading super happy lives with the people they originally wanted to marry and you know they have kids and all sorts of stuff but uh, it's Wolverine that I think realizes, you know, something's not right. And that's kind of where things begin to fall apart. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to read it, uh, I know I gave you a lot of plot lines, but man, it's a good series. <laughs> it is. I know it's available on some of the services online. You can still uh, purchase like the digital copy of it. But if you have an opportunity to read it, definitely read it. Start with Avengers, uh, Avengers Disassembled, which was uh, the series that came right before it. Uh, and then I think Excalibur happened, and then House of M happened. And then there was Civil War House of M, uh, and then a whole bunch that I didn't read after that. But uh, it's, it's a good way to introduce mutants. And we talked about this on the FGP call that... They now have this opportunity to introduce the X-Men in such a way where it doesn't feel forced. Right. Right. Because the House of M story arc revolves around mutants. Yeah. You know, already. So if this is their way of bringing in Magneto, if this is their way of bringing in Professor X, if this is their way of bringing in Wolverine, this is it. Like, this (laughs) is the Marvel we've wanted. You know, now we're going to get to see that, you know, we're going to get a chance to see the Fantastic Four. You know, we've had all of these announcements for all of these films that are coming. I I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about this. (laughs) It's just there's so much happening in the MCU. I know that there's a lot of really mixed reviews, like some people didn't really like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really on board with it because. Like you said, it did have that old school I Love Lucy vibe. Mm-hmm. It felt more bewitched yes. and Dick Van Dyke show to yes. me. Yes, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of mannerisms that Wanda had that were very Samantha from Bewitched. Yes. And there was a lot of things that Vision did that were very Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. You know, there was, you know, so uh, you can tell that they they were inspired by those shows and I, they're just so well done from the inserted ads with the little Easter eggs yes. for Stark Industries <laughs> and Hydra. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the way that they're introducing the organization Sword, which is kind of like Shield, mm-hmm. like from the Agents of Shield show, but 
yeah, it's just so good. I'm I'm loving it so much. Uh, was there anybody that rubbed you the wrong way immediately? On the show? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. Um, who was it? Oh, yes. What's her name? At the party. Oh, what was her name? Dottie? Oh, yeah. Dottie. Ugh. She was the only one that was just like, oh, I'm like, why hasn't Wanda zapped her? <laughs> I know. I know. But, yeah, no, other than that, um, there was a few familiar faces, and I was like, oh, okay, it was cool to see these faces again. Um, didn't think I'd see them in the Marvel world, so it was pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, uh, the one that I've started to research more mm -hmm. uh, is Agnes's character, the nosy neighbor. Yeah. It, I was. I remember watching the trailer... And there was something that stood out to me. And it's a scene. And, and this is in the trailer. It, it's obviously in a later episode because it's already in color. But there's a scene where she's in her car and Vision approaches her and he touches his hand to her head. And she has this like episode or like something happens to her where, you know, all of a sudden she must remember something or like something's happening. Right. Mm hmm. She asks Vision, am I dead? And he says, no, no, you're not. And she says, oh, that's weird because you are. Whoa. I didn't catch. Yeah. Wait, how did, did I? It's I, in the trailer. I had to have blinked. I swear. It's what? super fast. <laughs> yeah, it's super fast. And I love that line because there's continuity yeah. to the end of Endgame, right? Mm -hmm. Because Vision died at the end of Endgame. Right. If this is indeed this reality that she's been trapped in, so it could be one of two things, right? It could be the fact that Doctor Strange trapped her in this uh, alternate universe, and it's part of the multi uh, the multiverse storyline, and she's being monitored by Sword because she's essentially gone crazy because the love of her life just died, mm -hmm. uh, or. She did it to herself, you know, as a little girl grew up watching these TV shows that, you know, when she was in, in Russia, like she would grow up with these black and white TV shows, which is why it was familiar to her and why it seemed happy. Because all of those TV shows, although they had their issues to sort out, mm -hmm. they were always on the happier, peppier yeah. side, you know, of, of the spectrum. So that's what she remembered as something good and happy and that's what she created for herself you know there's i mean there's so many things like she's gonna eventually conjure up her own kids and she's like if we're going by the comic books like there's just so much <laughs> that's coming how they're going to fit it into this one series like I don't know. Oh, <laughs> one don't know one episode at a time. <laughs> I know. I know. Just so excited about it. So, yeah. WandaVision. Watch it. It's good. <laughs> uh, oh, so anyway, but but yeah. So Agnes, the, the reason I brought her up was because uh, there's speculation that Agnes is a character from the comics named agatha harkness oh and agatha harkness is like a true witch like she lived through the salem witch trials and all sorts of stuff but in the comics she 
like she kind of trains Wanda to to manipulate chaos magic so that she can do whatever she wants with it. Oh, and okay. It's never been I guess maybe it was. I think they finally revealed that she wasn't a mutant. But for a long time they didn't know if Wanda was a like a witch mm-hmm. or if she was a mutant. Uh, in Age of Ultron, in the MCU, apparently she got some of her powers from the Reality Stone, I think. Um, so, I mean, her her character has kind of been all over the place. But it's one of the things that I like, and her character is basically going to be the Iron Man of Phase 4. You know, in the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. it pretty much all revolved around Iron Man and like all the things that were happening and it all kind of went back to Iron Man. Right. In this next phase and possibly into phase five, I think, it's all going to be centered around Scarlet Witch. Like she's going to be the new dominant character to take the MCU. Like, And remember we talked about this? Yeah. That at the end I was like, ah, oh, now what are they going to do? And how are they going to get us to like characters? And if they bring us all brand new ones, it's going to be horrible. This is how they do it. Yeah. You take the existing characters, you put them into storylines that will, you know, bring in a whole bunch of new characters that they can use later on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. I do not have much to contribute. I'm like, I'm listening to everything and I'm actually learning, which is actually fun <laughs> at the same time because I'm like kind of processing everything. <laughs> but it's always fun to learn like new stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, I'm not, I don't consider myself a Marvel expert. You know, these are all just from comics that I've read or from things people have told me, conversations that I've had. Uh, You know, sometimes I'll watch a couple of videos on YouTube and I'll learn a little bit about it. And then I get interested and I go back and I try to read that graphic novel or the comic series so that I kind of catch up with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I'm like you, right? I hear these interesting things and I just want to learn more about it. And that's kind of how it was with this. I'm curious to see how like things like Falcon and the Winter Soldier are going to mix into this because uh, I, I feel like it's going to be its own storyline. Even Loki, I, I don't necessarily know how it's going to mix into this unless it's on a, you know, in a parallel universe somehow. So mm-hmm. it's everything that's coming. I'm just really excited about. So well done, Marvel. Well done so far. I'm looking forward to more. Uh, If you have any speculations about what you think is coming in future episodes of WandaVision, you know, join the conversation. Let us know how you feel. Join us over on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or you can join us on the Discord server. Again, uh, just head over to the blog post for this episode, podcasters.com slash 344, and you'll see the invite there to join us on Discord. Uh, We'd love to hear you know, how you feel about WandaVision so far. And if you're a Marvel fan, you know, maybe we'll start a Marvel section of the Discord server and we can go back and forth on the Marvel stuff there. Sure. Because I, I we created a food one. I think we created a Star Wars one. I uh, don't, I don't know, but we can. <laughs> but we can. Good. That's the great thing about it. And then uh, we can obviously start a Marvel one so we can 
discuss all things Marvel on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a Marvel section on the Discord server. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Uh, okay, so the last thing that we wanted to talk about is the uh, bombshell announcement Yeah. that we got from Disney that they were sunsetting the annual pass program at Disneyland. A lot of mixed feelings from a lot of people. Uh, your initial reaction? Um, I wasn't surprised at all, um, considering how we've been and how everything's been going on for the parks. Um, I kind of, I, I understand, oh, how can I say this? I understand why it happened. Um, am I sad about it? Of course. Of course I am. Um, you know, I I even told myself, and I've mentioned him um, a few times, I don't see myself going back until everything settles. So, and that's like my preference. So for me, it was more like, you know, I understand. Um, I remember having to pay a full price, you know, for a ticket and going for one mm-hmm. day. I used to do that before... I got my pass. Um, do I see myself doing that later on? Maybe. But after reading the article, I did see some hope. You know, they um, they did mention that they are looking into options that will help those like, you know, right now. Um, they understand the situation. So for me, it was like, okay, it's going to be temporary. I know I'm not going to be able to go as much, but I will eventually. Hopefully by then, things will be okay. I will be able to be freely to just hug and do things. So right now, we really can't do that. I mean, even with the vaccines happening, we really can't until everything is gone. So right now, things are just going to move a little slower for us. But, um, but... Again, I saw a little bit of hope, meaning they're slowly looking into the parks to be open again. And yeah. that that's, to me, that's like, okay, that little dim light is a little bit brighter. Sure, it stinks, but it's it's there. It is there. And it's just, it's only going to get, you know, brighter and brighter. It's just, we're going to have to be a little patient. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the announcement obviously affects locals the most. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's still a lot of people that live out of state or even out of the country that have annual passes. Mm -hmm. But the reason they have the annual pass is because it's less expensive for them to have a pass than to have to buy a three-day park hopper for you know x amount of people right. for however many days mm-hmm. you know and when you're talking about staying on property for five days and you can probably get a cheaper hotel a block or so away then if you're gonna do that two or three times a year it makes absolute sense for you if you don't live in california or southern california to get an annual pass right right the same thing goes for disney world mm-hmm. if you know that you're gonna go several times a year it it makes sense for you to get an annual pass. Right. And, uh, you know, when we posted it, we asked people on Instagram, you know, how is this going to affect 
uh, whether or not you you go to the parks or how often you go. And there was a mixed reaction. For instance, uh, we had uh, Ashley who responded with, this definitely hampers how often we visit. Also, I'm sad to be losing PhotoPass completely now. Some of our most treasured memories with our little ones were captured by random photographers passing by at the moment. Or We don't use FastPass, so it will be really hard to justify that if and when the time comes. And it's true. Yeah. There were a lot of people that didn't take advantage of it. But I will agree on the PhotoPass thing. You know, even though I always had my camera, there was a lot of photos that I ended up getting in the park because a PhotoPass cast member happened to catch a photo of us because I wasn't the one behind the lens taking the photo. Yeah. You know, so I, I will be sad to be losing that. Uh, we had a comment from uh, listener Tyler that said, uh, I would think that they're probably going to do a two to three year pause on APs. I suspect that they will operate off a hard ticketed reservation system until things normalize and they can substantially increase cloud sizes. By extension, they wouldn't be able to fulfill the promise of what APs represent until they can go to 100% capacity safely. And that's actually a really great point. I that agree. It's not worth it right now. Right. Right. And I think a lot of the travel agents out there that sell, you know, these these getaways to Disney and Walt Disney World are having a really hard time, especially with Walt Disney World, because even though the crowd levels have been low, it is a far more diminished experience than what you would get for the same price if you were going during a non-pandemic time, right? right. So, yes, you're going to be able to walk down the street or down Main Street and not have a lot of people, but with things closed and with all these plastic pieces of glass or in front of you and, you know, not being able to get on certain attractions, it takes away from the experience, right? It takes right. away from the magic that is Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And if you can't do that safely for what you would consider 100 percent uh, capacity, like Tyler said, it doesn't make sense. Right. You know, to have something like this, because. With so many people over the last year that we've heard say, oh, you know, Disney was my happy place. For us, it's our happy place, right? Mm -hmm. We would just go there at random whenever we needed a break from reality. Right. You know, there's there's a lot of people that depended on Disneyland as a way to stay sane, you know, uh -huh. to, you know, to give them that mental break. And not having that is you know, possibly causing other issues, you know, that now they have to find other ways to cope with. Right. All of those people that have been saying that or all of the the Disney influencers or the vloggers or all these people that tended to go throughout the week. When the park reopens, there's going to be an influx of those people. So if they still had the APs available, there's no way you could control the crowds. It would have been like the 24-hour day yeah. where the Esplanade was full and they had to keep closing the park because they needed to manage capacity. Right. Exactly. You know, the same thing's going to happen. Now, uh, on the opposite side, you know, a uh, friend of the show, Anitza, part of the FGP squad, also says uh, it makes total sense. Everyone saying that this is going to affect how many times you visit, that's the point. 
As someone who only gets to visit once a year or less, it doesn't affect me like it does all the APers, except for the fact that there would be, hopefully, smaller crowds. This sounds like a plus to me. And that's also a really great point that because of the fact that people aren't just going to be able to jump in the park whenever they have, you know, a free lunch or they get out of work early or, you know, they want to go eat dinner at Plaza Inn or something, the parks are going to be much emptier than they used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say that depending on the type of pass that you had, Uh, I mean, obviously, if you had like a flex pass or something, this may not apply to you. But when you have the higher passes with less blackout dates, our mentality with getting the Disney passes was always if we can go once a month, we've essentially paid the price of a ticket because we were on a payment plan Mm -hmm. for all of those. So we we would essentially be paying a little bit more than what a, a a ticket to get in for that one day was. And if we went once a month, then we felt like we got our money's worth out of that annual pass. Right. Obviously that's not how everybody sees it. Yeah. Other people see it as, you know, they need to go as many times as possible to get the most out of that pass. And that's fine. You know, you, you're entitled to that. That's what you're paying for. But the way that I see it now is we didn't always go. You know, once a month, there were months, uh, there was at least one month or two months that we didn't go at all, which means we were just paying money for nothing. Mm -hmm. So if we can plan it or if we can plan days with friends and family, I think we might be okay with paying for like a day every three months or so to go to the parks it it will change the mentality of how you approach going to the parks again. Right. Because, you know, we've talked about this before where if you were an AP, you could just pop in whenever you wanted and you didn't care about writing attractions. You didn't care about watching the shows. You didn't care about anything else because you knew you could come back at any other time mm-hmm. and do it when you wanted to. Right. You could make it so that that, that was the only thing that you did, you know, going in. Like you could have gone in super early for Rope Drop, gone on Rides of the Resistance or Smuggler's Run or Honda Mansion, whatever you wanted, and then leave. Yeah. You know, and th- that was your day. Uh-huh. You were done but by now. Noon. Right. But now if you're paying for a ticket, you have to approach it like somebody that's vacationing at the park again. You have to approach it with a plan. Yeah. And you have to think to yourself, okay, well, you know, fast pass for this, fast pass for that, break for lunch here, break for lunch there. And you also have to recondition the mindsets of children that you may have taken with you where if they got used to, you know, they just got tired and it was time to leave at 3 p.m. and you got there at noon, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you're right. You know, if you don't want to lose a lot of money, so... There's going to be a lot of mindsets that have to change when it comes to how you approach going to the park going forward. But I have to admit that there's a part of me like all of this was obviously done for crowd control. You know, correct. Anita made that point in her comment. It was Mm -hmm. basically done for crowd control. But there's also a part of me that's wondering how much of this was done to lessen the impact of 
the quote-unquote influencers, you know? Because Disney likes to control how they put their brand out. They like to control how the money flows and who it flows to Mm -hmm. and why. Right. Right? And there was a lot of influencers and vloggers. And, uh, I mean, we're in that space, but we're nowhere near you know, making the money and doing these things oh, like yeah. some of these other people. And 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 I'm not saying any of this because I'm knocking the culture or anything. I'm just, I'm approaching this from the business side and wondering, did Disney also do this as a way to regulate all of that from happening so that they could have more control over who does it and why? Could be. We just don't know. I mean, yeah. we could just question and and wonder um but crowd control definitely i i thought about that too because i remember um when we would have you know um the lowest tier be unblocked and you couldn't do anything of course i mean it, it we already spoke about this with the ap's and stuff and you know not we're not going to be able to go there but but yeah i i see everyone's point I really do. And it's just like with the decision, it wasn't going to please everybody. I would hate to be that person who made the decision. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy. Yeah, I I mean, I have mixed feelings about that. I think that <clears throat> it was an easier decision that I think people are thinking it was because the um and, and we actually talked about this on the Instagram post and we talked about this on Discord as well that you know th- I don't think the Disney company made a lot of money from the annual pass holders themselves if anything they were losing money because they were going in so often that they were losing admission you know prices on them yep yeah where they made money was whether or not the people that were going were buying dinner, they were buying snacks, they were buying souvenirs, they were buying whatever. Mm -hmm. Or some maybe didn't have parking and they were making the money off of parking or, you know, they could have made their money any other way. But in most cases, like us, for instance, we very rarely purchased anything in the parks. Unless we were specifically going for something like food and wine festival or, you know, whatever the case was, we very rarely spent money in the parks. So this was definitely their way of trying to figure out how to make the most money as possible, considering they've spent the last year unable to make any money. Yeah. It's their best way of trying to get people uh, or cast members back you know, on the workforce so that they can, you know, get things going again. And when they talked about having uh, a new plan somehow in the future, I do think that it's going to be somewhere in the future. And Tyler's time frame is kind of around the same time frame that I was thinking. That it's going to be about two or three years. Yeah. Because we've talked about this too, that we feel it's going to be about two or three years before things begin to kind of level off again Mm -hmm. and feel like it used to feel right right? my speculation is that they will bring back an annual pass system at some point Mm -hmm. however we will no longer have the option to make monthly payments for it maybe i think that they're going to say okay look 
If you want to come in, we realize the value of having an annual pass and coming whenever you want. Here's the new plan. It's an additional $800 than what the other plan used to be. You can come all these dates except for this. You get parking. You know, they might take a whole bunch of stuff away. Like, you may not get your discounts anymore. You know, you, you may not get as much as these used to promise you. That way they can charge you for additional things like fast pass or photo pass. Like none of that stuff's going to be included. It's going to be like an a la carte system. But the main thing is going to be that if you want passes that you have to drop all two grand or whatever the price is going to be per annual pass in order to go from now on. I think that's going to be the caveat to the new system. Uh, I know that for a long time uh, when they didn't have the the uh, monthly payments, uh, we would always see posts and we would always hear people say like, oh, I got my tax money back. I'm getting a Disney pass, right? I got my tax refund yeah. and they were always waited. There was always <laughs> that influx of passes in like April because mm -hmm. of the tax refunds. That might be what it goes back to, you know, people expecting a tax refund and, you know, you get a chance to go or if you, you know, save your money, you're able to go, you know, once or twice a year again. And if that was how you were approaching it, maybe it's not going to change at all for you. The only thing that will change, like Anitza said, is that your experience might be a little bit better because the crowds won't be as insane and you'll be able to get on more attractions and enjoy more things a little more peacefully. You know, what's kind of so. funny is I have not seen the parks like this since 2003 yeah yeah i want to say been a long time it, it there hasn't been anything like this so it may be back to that time where you know we had sunshine plaza remember those times oh i don't yeah <laughs> when it was just Gee, that's empty. scary yeah that's scary that i mean that was super super empty i yeah. don't think it'll go back to that i think there's always going to be uh, people that are willing to go. Uh, I feel that we're going to get to maybe around 70% capacity. But 70% capacity is still insanely low compared to where it used to get. You know, and a, a Friday night or Saturday night isn't going to be the same. Like, it's going to be, uh, if you were, if let's say that they were doing fireworks it's going to be a lot easier to find a spot to watch fireworks and yeah. not be shoulder to shoulder with people fighting with kids on their shoulders just to watch the projections and the fireworks, right? Leg room and elbow so, room. That's the best thing you yeah. could have. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the day where I can finally get a damn boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance. You know what? No lines for the restrooms. <laughs> I'm serious. I know, that'll be nice. Oh, my gosh. That'll be nice. It's always a problem for the women's restrooms. Like, ah, <laughs> little things. It's a problem for all the restrooms, <laughs> not just the women. I will vouch for that. <laughs> uh, well, I know that a lot of you have had an opportunity to sound off on this already on Instagram or Discord. But if you haven't yet and like to share your thoughts, we'd love to hear what you think about it. Uh, again, Podcateers over on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or join us on Discord. Uh, you know, uh, it's a brand new server. We're growing our little Discord family, and it's been really great being able to talk to other people on there. Share your thoughts on this or anything else that we've talked about. We'd love to to read them on an upcoming episode. And yeah. 
think that's going to wrap it up for this episode, Mel. What do you think? Sure. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to get ready to go take some more ibuprofen so I can quickly edit this and upload it. We're running down the wire here. We got, we're uh, going to be okay. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate you cutting it so close this week considering how I was feeling. But, you know, I don't regret it. Like I said, I, I, I may have felt bad, but I know that it could have been way worse. And I'm happy that I had the opportunity to get the vaccine. And anybody that has the opportunity, I would strongly recommend that you get it. There you go. That's what we're going to leave you on today. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye.